Welcome into the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. We're going to talk today about IRAs. We're going to unpack what is an IRA. Some of you might be younger, thinking about investing in an IRA. Maybe you're older and looking to roll over, or what should I do with my IRA? We're going to talk about it today on the Invest Well Show. All right, so let's jump into it. IRAs, what are they? Well, at its core and its base, really just individual retirement accounts, right? Years ago, the government essentially created an opportunity for people to participate in their future retirement, and they wanted to incentivize people to do that by providing tax strategy or tax benefit along the way. Now, Some people would question and say, is it right? Is it wrong? You're going to want to make sure you stay tuned to kind of catch that. But, you know, really at its core, the idea of an IRA is this. You take money each and every uh, month or year, however you want to do that, and you would invest it into certain investments. And by doing that, you would get a tax deduction. So let's just say as an example, you had an income of $100,000 a year. Now, it could be a lot more, it could be less. Let's just say it's 100 grand a year and you decided that you were going to put 3,000 or 4,000 or 5,000 each and every year into an IRA. Now, there is a limit by the way, so you need to understand that. So, you invest money each and every year into an IRA structure. And by the way, a lot of people think IRAs are the actual investments. They're not. All the IRA is a governmental structure. It's a covering essentially that allows you the ability to invest into an account. And as you invest into that account, you get a tax saving. So let's say you invested $5,000 a year into, or this particular year, into an IRA. Could be $100 a month, $500 a month. But let's just say it totaled $5,000 for the particular year. Well, in that year, that $5,000 that you invested into the IRA, you would not pay taxes on the monies that you put in. So as an example, if you were in the 20% tax bracket, right? Two times five is a thousand and a $5,000. 20% of 5,000 is a thousand bucks. You would not pay a thousand dollars that year in taxes for investing the 5,000 in the IRA. So short of it is, is you would save some money in taxes by investing there. Now then what would happen by, because the government gave you that ability is that money, that 5,000 would then grow in a tax deferred status. What does that mean? Well, that means as the value grows, you haven't paid any taxes on that value. So let's say that 5,000 turns into 10,000 and then turns into 20,000, turns into 50,000. Let's say by the time you're retired, it's $100,000. That 5,000 turned into 100 grand, just as an example. Well, that $100,000 would now as it's pulled out and as you're taking withdrawals, right, as you're taking it for income, it would be taxed. You would pay taxes on that money as it comes out. So that's the first question is a lot of people have is, well, do I want to do that? Because, geez, tax brackets are all-time lows right now. They might grow over time. So as they grow, knowing that we're at historic tax lows, does it make sense to pay taxes on the money today? Or does it make sense to put it in an IRA and defer it so that way we pay taxes on the on the monies later. I think the common sense would say it makes sense to pay taxes today based on where tax rates are, based on where the debt is in the country, and all of these things that we have and that we're facing. 
Now, an alternative, many folks will say, well, hey, that's why I think it makes sense to do a Roth IRA. Okay, fine. So you put your money in a Roth IRA. And what does that look like? Well, that looks like you essentially pay taxes on the money now. So instead of getting that $1,000 deduction on your taxes or tax savings on your taxes, if we invested 5000 if we put that fi- same 5000 into a Roth, we would not pay, I'm sorry, we would pay taxes today. We'd pay the $1,000 roughly, depending on your tax bracket, in taxes. But that $5,000 would grow tax-free. Same scenario, that $5,000 at retirement is now worth $100,000, and we're in a place where all $100,000 is tax-free. So if you're younger and you're looking at investing and utilizing an IRA as an investment structure, what you say, should I do a Roth IRA or should I do a traditional IRA? The question is, does it make sense to pay taxes on a lower amount, hoping that it grows as time moves along, and then not paying any taxes on that bigger amount? Or does it make more sense to not pay taxes on the lower amount, hence the IRA, and then let it grow tax deferred. And I think when you start doing the math, you realize that it does make sense to do and pay taxes on the Roth. Okay, so that's for a younger person. That's where we are. We're going to talk for a little bit in a second about the someone that might be a little bit older that maybe has a larger IRA account, and they got to deal with that. We're going to talk about that in a second. But it's important to understand that if you're younger, as you're making those decisions. Okay. Now, The reason the government, just so you know, really gave the opportunity for these types of investments to happen is years ago, uh, many, many companies had pensions. Now, if you're younger, you may say, what is a pension? I've never heard of a pension. Pension is simply the idea that a company um, would have some type of an internal investment structure. Let's say you go and you get a job and you work for a company. And they say, if you work here for 25 years or 30 years or 35 years, or whatever, you're going to have access to our pension, right? The federal employees pension plan or the state pension plan or a company pension plan. That used to be very, very, very common years and years and years ago. Well, that has since gone by the wayside in many places and in many companies. And so what these companies started doing is saying, you know what, we're not going to, we're not going to sustain or pay out pensions, but what we will do is we will give you opportunities to grow money in a tax-deferred basis through 401ks. Or the government said, hey, we're going to promote and create IRAs, which is incentivizing you from a tax perspective to save money towards your future. That's essentially the idea of why these are around and what they're doing. Now, what you may not know is an IRA itself, again, is not the investment. You could have that in an, in an, an investment account in the market. That could be at Schwab or TD Ameritrade or Robinhood or Scott Trade or whatever. And you could invest in essentially anything you want to invest in. Could be stocks, could be bonds, could be mutual funds, ETFs, could be real estate type investments. Um, it could be private equity, could be all kinds of things that you can invest your money in based obviously on your net worth and what's available. But what happens is if it is in a Roth IRA structure, it gives you the ability to grow that money in a tax free manner. If it's in an IRA structure, it grows tax deferred, meaning you'll pay taxes later. Okay. So those are just some basics about IRAs. Now, IRAs also can be, um, invested into annuity type structures, insurance based contracts and different things like that. Obviously, depending on what's right for you, you have to understand your specific situation, what your needs are, your level of income, and so on. Now, let's say you're a little bit older, 
let's say you're in your mid late forties, fifties, early sixties, and you're like, man, I, Mike, I, I, I have, you know, five hundred thousand, a million, two million, three million saved up in my IRA that I now need to do something with. Maybe you're going to retire from a company, and maybe you have a four hundred one k or a four hundred three b. Okay, those all work very similar to IRAs. So let me kind of put it to you this way. When you look at money in life, when you look at investments, okay, and this is getting into the weeds for a minute, but bear with me, you really only have two types of money. You have qualified money, and then you have non-qualified money. So qualified money is money that is qualified to be taxed. You remember when I said earlier that if you put money into an IRA, or even, by the way, if you put money into a 401k, or even a 403b, if you're a teacher or you work for some type of a nonprofit, 403bs are very common. What happens with those investments is they give you the ability to invest money each year. And by investing money each year, you save taxes on whatever you put in for the year. But it grows tax deferred if you choose to do it in that method. And so now what happens is you have these large accounts down the road that you've never paid taxes on, as I mentioned. And those would be qualified accounts, qualified money, meaning that that money is qualified to be taxed because you've never paid taxes on it. You got a tax break when you first put money in. They grew tax deferred. And now this money that you've invested all of these years is now built up. And as you take money out to spend for your day-to-day income when you're retired, it's able to be taxed. That is qualified money. Non-qualified money is money that you invest just generally. Maybe you have 5000 that you want to invest in a, a regular or a traditional investment account, and that money is not qualified to be taxed. Or should I say the value that you put in is not qualified. Only the interest that you earn is taxed in a non-qualified account. And when that interest is taxed, it's typically taxed at a term you may have heard called capital gains rates. Capital gains rates is typically less almost always, than ordinary income tax rates. Okay, now I know, again, this is a little bit like, where are we going, Mike? This is getting so deep. But at the end of the day, qualified money, okay, money that's qualified to be taxed as you take it out, IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, that is all taxed at ordinary income rates. Non-qualified money, what you earn on it is taxed at capital gains rates. All right, so let's switch back to that person that's now retiring. They're getting ready to retire, and they have a couple million dollars or whatever the number is in their 401k or IRA or 403b, and they say, what should I do now? I'm close to retirement. And maybe that money's in a, an investment portfolio, in the stock market or whatever it may be, and they're saying, you know, I'm worried about markets being all-time highs, or I'm worried about protecting this money. What should I do? Or I'm worried about, I've heard about people that, you know, when they took their money and they, they transitioned it over, they had to pay a bunch of money in taxes on it. Well, a couple of things you can do there. So as you're retiring, the first thing that you've heard, and it's pretty common, is a rollover, like a 401k rollover. Really all it means is you move your money from a 401k or a 403b and you roll it into an IRA. What that does is that causes you to not have to pay taxes on that money as it rolls over. Now, remember, that money has still not yet ever been taxed. You got the tax benefit a long time ago. So as you roll it over, you don't pay any taxes on the money, and it allows you to keep and maintain that tax-deferred status. The other benefit of rolling that money over 
to a traditional IRA is it gives you the ability to have much more access to a variety of different investments. Inside of a 401k or a 403b, many times and often you're limited to what you can invest in. They may have certain investments or certain funds or certain mutual funds or ETFs or whatever that are inside of your 401k plan or your 403b plan. And you'll know what I'm talking about if you have a plan like that, because oftentimes you'll be asked, well, what funds or what do you want to pick? What are your selections you want to choose inside the plan? Well, when you roll that money to a, an IRA, depending on the type of an IRA it is, it's going to open the door for you to be in a place where you can invest in almost anything you want to invest in based on your net worth and based on the value of the account. You could invest into different annuity type products. You could invest it into um, you know, maybe a more diversified market portfolio. You could invest it into private equity. You could invest it into direct real estate investments. You could invest it into a variety of other things. It just gives you more choices. Okay, so that's number one. Now, when you actually start paying taxes on that money is when you start taking income that actually comes out and it comes to your bank account. And then now you're in a place where you're using that money to spend along the way. So we had kind of covered two sides of the aisle. We, co we covered kind of the benefits of an IRA and the disadvantages of an IRA when you're younger, right? Putting money in and with an IRA, you're growing it tax deferred. With your 401k, you're growing it tax deferred. With a 403b, you're growing it tax deferred. With a Roth IRA or a Roth 40 type 401k, you have the ability to save money younger, but you're paying taxes right away, and then it grows tax-free, okay? On the flip side, if you're older, you're 50, 55, you know, 60, maybe you're in a situation where you just invested into an IRA all these years, and now you're in a place where I got, you know, this large sum of money, a couple hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, right, that you need to now think about rolling or doing something with. And, and part of your conversation is, or part of your thoughts is, how do I minimize taxes on this value? That's number one, first thing you want to ask. How do I minimize taxes on this value? Because it's all going to be taxable as I take money out. And that's why, by the way, a little side note, you must think about incorporating advanced tax planning. This is very important. You know, one of the things that we see all the time at the firms that we've built, many of you know we have other companies and we have a great team there over at leanonthewall.com. They help kind of help support and sponsor this show. But there's an investment advisory firm. There's an insurance-based firm. There's an advanced tax planning firm. And all of those firms are focused on the idea of minimizing taxes. We call it legally, morally, and ethically disinheriting the IRS. That has to be part of the conversation. How can I keep as much as I have? And here's another great way to look at this. If you're older and you're in a place where you got a million or two million or three million or five million dollars in an IRA, here's a great way to think about it. If you have a million dollars in an IRA, you don't have a million dollars in that IRA. You might say, well, what are you talking about, Mike? I just looked at my statement and it's three million dollars. That's my money. Or I just looked at my statement and I got a million dollars. That's my money. Well, if it's, in, if it's in a traditional IRA or a traditional 401k or a, a traditional 403b, you do not have that million dollars. It's not all yours. Why? Because as you take that money out to spend for income because you need to live your life because you've now retired, you want to go buy a car, maybe you want to buy a second home. I don't know what you want to use the money for, but here's what I can tell you. 
that money has not yet been taxed. So what does that mean? That means is that money comes out is or it's taxed at ordinary income rates. And maybe you only pull out 50,000 at a time or 100,000 at a time, but that money that you pull out 20,000 at a time, whatever it is, is taxed at whatever your ordinary income rate is, which is probably going to be at least 20% or 25%. Maybe it's 30%. The federal level right now is 37% based on your high income. And that doesn't include yet state taxes. Now, if you live in Florida, like I do, there is no state income tax in Florida. Texas, no state income tax in Texas. Tennessee, no state income tax in Tennessee. And there's some other states with no state income tax. If you live in a state that does have state income tax, you're going to be paying taxes in addition to the federal level from basically your, your, your state number. So what does that mean? Why am I saying that if you have a million dollars in an IRA, it's not all yours? Because that money as it comes out is taxed. So think about it mentally this way. If you have a million dollars in that IRA, that million, here's how it breaks down. Probably 250000 to as much as 370000 based on your income, of that million is the government's. You're going to pay that in taxes as you take it out. The rest is yours. So let's just pick a number. Let's say 30% is the bracket tax bracket that you're in. What we know is that million dollars that you've saved, that you have, 300000 goes to the government as you withdraw money, <laughs> and 700000 goes to you. Now, you might say, Mike, I don't like that. What you're telling me is I only have 700000 in my million-dollar IRA. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you. And the reason I'm telling you that is because Uncle Sam is part of your future retirement plan. You will pay taxes on that account. What does that mean to you? Well, it means that we got to realize where are we at in the tax scale? Are taxes probably going to go up or do you think they're going to go down? I think it's safe to say they're going to go up. And what that means is we must incorporate tax planning especially if you have a fairly large IRA, million, two million, three million, four million or more. You got to incorporate tax planning on that. Now, all of your investments may not be IRA monies. Your investments may include non-qualified type accounts, brokerage account, trust accounts. We see that very commonly and very often with family type trusts uh, and things like that and with the families that we're servicing through the Wall Private Wealth and U.S. Private Wealth brands. Again, other companies that help kind of sponsor the show. But it's something that you got to think about along the way. And I got to tell you that when you look at IRAs specifically, again, they are not the actual investment. The IRA can be invested in anything, but you got to really think about not just the investment from the perspective of safety, but you also have to be thinking about it from the perspective of tax savings. And unfortunately, that is often something people don't really think about. They just say, wow, my value's grown. It was a million and now it's two million and now it's three million and now it's four million. I feel really good about what's going on here. This is great. But they forget the fact that 20, 25, 30, 35, as much as 37% or more, if you count state tax, of that monies that you have in your IRA or 401k or 403b account, a large percentage, a decent percentage of that is the government's because it's never yet been taxed. Now, I know that's a little bit of a put down. You're like, oh, I'm depressed. 
I thought I had all this money. I thought I was doing good. And now I'm like, I got 20 to 30% less than I thought I had because it's going to go in taxes. Yeah, I know that's a little bit depressing. But I want to be honest and real with you because this is the way you need to look at your money, especially if in if it's in an IRA type account. And part of my goal and part of my desire on this show is to cover uh, in depth some of the different types of things with your investments. So that way you can clearly understand how these things work and say, how can I how can I make better decisions around that? So I'm going to give you two ways to go here. If you've got questions about your investments and what what should I do now? Well, the first thing you want to do is you want to arm yourself with the right resources. If you're in a place where you're having a million dollars or more, right, and you got questions about investments, I'm going to challenge you to head over to that team that I mentioned to you, Uh, the companies that we have, great advisors there, helping folks with their wealth. All you got to do is head over to leanonthewall.com. There's a lot of great resources there, a lot of great information there. There's other videos that we've done on the InvestWell show. You can go listen to previous podcasts or watch this if you're watching on Rumble or YouTube, watch other shows. Um, where you can learn more, educate yourself. But again, leanonthewall.com is a great resource. If you're younger and you want to get more information, you're like, where do I go to learn more, Mike? Well, we're coming out with new curriculum for younger folks that's going to be an educational-based process through another company that we have called the Michael D. Wall LLC Company. It's a, it's a financial education and empowerment company, right, designed to help educate and navigate people through the financial process educationally. So where do you go there? Well, just head over to Michael D as in David, michaeldwall.com and make sure you put your information in there and, and we'll be sure and get you what you need. Put any comments that you have about your situation so we can help you. A lot of curriculum are coming out there, but the key here is empowerment. The key here is getting more information. The key here is taking the effort, taking your head out of the sand and saying, okay, now that I've learned some of these basics and I understand them a little bit more clearly, I'm going to now go take step two and step three, to get the knowledge and and information that I need, whether it's a a Zoom call from the leanonthewall.com crew, right? Or it's an in-office meeting or a phone call to learn more about what you should be doing, or just heading over to michaeldwall.com to say, listen, I need to learn more. I need to be more educated. So I make better decisions for my future as I decide how I invest my money and how I utilize or don't utilize these IRAs. Because remember, Just because they're available doesn't mean you have to use them. It's really about understanding what's best for you. Hey, listen, as as you're listening to this show, I know there's probably some folks, maybe you're in a lane where you're getting ready to retire and you know some people that are like, hey, you know what, Johnny and Sally and Susie and Jennifer, they're all getting ready to retire too. And they have questions about this with their 401ks or IRAs or whatever. And they need to be empowered and they need the resources to make good decisions. Share this show with them. You got your cell phone, share it with them. Uh, maybe you're a little bit younger and you got some questions about that. Same thing. Share the show with someone that needs to hear this so they can make good decisions and not just reading articles and Googling things. Hopefully this was clear so on both sides you can understand what this looks like. As always, my desire in life is to not only empower you, encourage you, but really challenge you to live on purpose so you can live with purpose. And as we get our finances in order, as we understand more how our investments and how our structures work, We can become more empowered, make better decisions, and really move down the path of living the kind of life and leaving the kind of legacy that we want to leave. I hope you have a blessed one. Talk to you next show.
Thank you for listening to the Invest Well Show. Please note that this information shared on the show is not investment advisory advice, and it may not be reflective of your personal situation or the needs that you have. If you have questions specific to your financial situation, please make sure that you reach out to an investment advisor directly or a tax attorney or tax coach or CPA to help you with your personal situation. Any additional questions that you may have, please make sure that you seek out a professional to get the guidance needed for your specific situation. Again, all content and information shared on this show is not to be deemed as specific investment advisory advice.